0: you've tuned into another episode of radio free hpc the show where we talk about supercomputing high performance computing and a variety of high-tech topics i'm dan olds from intersect 360 research joined as always by my co hosts henry newman of seagate government solutions shaheen khan from orion x and our near millennial standout jesse lanham In association with our media partner, HPC Wire, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another fantastic and scintillating edition of Radio Free HPC. I'm Dan Olds, as always. We don't have a full crew today. Henry Newman is off on assignment.
1: Well, he is a national treasure. And when he's occupied, he's occupied.
0: That's right. It, we are far down his priorities list. The nation needs him more. True. Well, we are we patriots, do.
1: and we, we're, <laughs> we're fine with that.
0: We are. We are. We relinquish him the, the show
1: to do his duties. The dulcet tones of Shaheen Khan, speaking from the valley. How are things, Shaheen? Excellent, Anno. It's a little cold. It's like you know, 60, 70 degrees. Oh, no. Yeah, we will. We will rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> you putting the studded tires
0: on the car, That's right, yes. just in case you get some rain. Winterizing everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go out and covering up the faucets outside and all of that, just in case. Wrapping the pipes. Rust proof the car. Now, someone who knows winter and knows winter is coming. To paraphrase Game of Thrones, is Jesse Jesse Lanham out in West Lafayette, Indiana? How are you, Jesse?
2: I am doing well and snickering about Shaheen's weather updates in the background, per <laughs> <laughs> usual. Have,
0: have you seen some real weather out there yet?
2: No, surprisingly not. We had a little bit of frost, but that's about it. So I'm waiting for it to just slide into complete snow and nothingness shortly.
0: Mm, very yes. nice.
1: Very nice. Well, speaking How are of you weather, doing,
2: Dan? I'm okay. Thank
1: you. Rainy up you- here, but that's how it is. You've been, uh, you've been very busy uh, attending several briefings and conferences. Well, I had a segue already for that, and you just
0: ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> the, We're
2: trying to help you out.
0: Speaking of weather, things are heating up <laughs> in HPC land. There's and, a, and, and AI land. And AI land in processor land. Processor I guess the way that I would put this is it's kind of like Michael Corleone at the end of Godfather 1, where he settled all this business with all the five families at once. (laughs) AMD did that Monday, 8 a.m. Pacific, and settled the hash of, uh, at least for now, of Intel, ARM, and NVIDIA. They sure did. They're done. I wouldn't say they're done, but...
2: Damn! What did they do? Damn! Tell us. Yes, take us
0: through it. Let's go through it. They introduced the new AMD EPIC processor with chiplet technology. The interconnect is 200x more dense compared to their 2D. This is now a 3D chiplet, 15x compared to their micro bump 3D. I don't know what the hell that is, but their interconnect is also. 3X more efficient, much more bandwidth. The real big deal that I understood is they've got 3X more cache compared to the previous edition.
1: Because it's a three-story cache now.
0: Yes, it is. Three stories, no waiting. 804 megabytes of cache per socket, which is quite a bit, up yeah. to a 64 core chip. And the thing I think is really cool that AMD does is they keep socket compatibility. So if any of you folks out there have AMD systems with SP3 sockets, you're a winner. You can slide this new chip right in. Nice stats, Denna. They're showing some pretty good performance too with things like structural analysis, finite element analysis, fluid dynamics up 40% on this new chip versus the old one and this is the Milan X by the way Milan X that's right Milan X and so sporty very sporty there's a and bunch of there's a us host why of benchmarks
2: is seeing the blues
0: well that brings us a little bit farther along because they announced a GPU 2 Ah the MI200 and this is a beast this is a beast the MI100 was fine
1: was already very good
0: but this thing is with a capital S sporty it is 47.9 teraflops now what does that mean well it means they just topped Nvidia by by 4.9x Nvidia's flagship A100 processor is 9.7 teraflops. 47.9 teraflops is a lot more.
1: Yeah,
2: considerably. 4.9x. Yes.
1: yes, this is the part of the show where bigger numbers are better. <laughs> it is.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> a solid dunking on Nvidia right there.
0: It, they posterized Nvidia with this one. It was a. It's a big deal. Uh, the other thing, there's a bunch of firsts here that's the first multi-die GPU. It has a mad fast interconnect directly to the processors. And the big deal for me is if you're using AMD EPIC processors with the MI200, you got memory coherency between yeah. the CPUs and the CPUs. Yeah, baby. That's nice. That's That's the real stuff. If you run down... Vector matrix performance, it's all in the 2.5 to 4.9X range. It does do mixed precision. Looking at different benchmarks, they range from things like Milch at 1.4X to like AMG at 3.0, Linpack 2.8X. And that's versus NVIDIA's flagship, the A100. They crushed it. They did crush it.
1: Yeah, I think you know, whether it's or not you like AMD, they, they're like they, yeah, absolutely. They're out of the ballpark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they uh took you know the three other families to the woodshed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was yeah. It was not pretty. Not pretty at all.
2: Has there been a response by any of these these companies that were taken to the woodshed in response to being beaten like this?
1: No. And it's, it's not often you'd Beat competition by nearly five x on anything. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean twenty twenty. I mean, one point two x, one
1: point five x, and there are some apps where that's kind of the ratio. They're not five x in everything. Yeah, but and in the in the things that they are nearly five x, that's like quite impressive and incredible.
0: Now, the one thing that they don't have is an awful lot of applications that are optimized for their GPU. That's the downside. They do have a mechanism called hip that will take CUDA code and translate it, but they don't have a whole lot of applications that at least that I've seen right. out there that are already translated. But when you talk 4.9 X, there are people in HPC land that will, you know, well, wait, 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 I want that- to say I was gonna say, I was gonna say slap their grandma to get kind of performance (laughs)
1: advantage. Well, let's just say that these chips will be production limited for a good while. Yes. So so get them if you can. And I think the other part is that if you were going to use an AMD CPU anyway, which is likely the case, now you can use an AMD GPU to go right along with it. And it's coherent. And even if it's not 3x for what you're doing, it's really convenient.
0: And it fits into the same
1: slots or they've got socket right.
0: compatibility if you already right. have them.
1: No, I think that's like, that's part of crushing it. This is what crushing it means. This is what crushing it means.
0: Now, no response from anyone else. I actually stayed up late, up to midnight to 1 a.m. That's my not like time. you. I know, to see what uh, Jensen had to say at NVIDIA in his keynote, see if he was going to address it.
1: He was not going to.
0: New, yeah. uh, but they didn't address any hardware in the keynote. He didn't address anything that they typically would address. So, you think they changed the presentation? I do.
1: Yeah. I do. I think they changed it on the fly.
2: I think they would have Jensen to talk with no news like that.
1: Yeah. Now they continue to be very strong, and of course they've got the CUDA franchise and all the apps and yep. and and you know sort of on the short list and everything. However, this I think is the first time that I think there is like serious competition there.
0: This is the first time I can think of a challenge.
1: This also explains why some of the exascale systems went with AMD because they must have had visibility to the roadmap.
0: Yeah, those those deals are all about roadmap. Yeah. And one of the things that I was actually kind of expecting NVIDIA to address that they didn't was their own combination ARM CPU and GPU. This would have been a good time to give an update on that and tell people to watch this space. So I wonder how that project is going. Hmm. But
1: isn't traditionally like their March April event is when they do new Oh it's CPUs when they roll it out new systems yeah. It's when right, they roll right.
0: it out but I would have put a placeholder in this talk if it's you know imminent within the next year I would have put a placeholder in here to say hey watch this space. You right. may have heard other stuff but you know try and freeze the market a little bit.
1: Right. Well they they might be doing that under NDA because uh, they definitely have a very strong roadmap. They're in 7 nanometers, and they're going to go to 5. AMD's already using 5. So I expect that come, you know, whenever it is, that we will see something really strong from NVIDIA again, and the battle will be joined, and nice to watch.
0: I don't know. I could be wrong, but usually when you're coming up on a new hardware year for AMD, you sort of hear rumbling. And the only hardware thing they talked about was a new InfiniBand switch. Oh, I see. That was pretty much it. You mean NVIDIA? NVIDIA, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then they did some claymation-like animation stuff of Jensen, answering questions with a natural language processing.
1: Second life kind of a thing? Metaverse?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And actually, that's kind of what I thought. When they started talking about the metaverse, which is, I guess, the
1: simulation of everything? Well, anything that isn't physical is eligible.
0: Yeah, it sounded a little bit like the original pitch for Second Life. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like this podcast you're watching, Metaverse. <laughs> yeah. You could just do this
0: in the metaverse and you wouldn't You be able are to tell you that.
1: are doing it in metaverse.
0: Yeah. And with yeah, meshway what isn't
2: metaverse?
0: Uh, there's nothing that isn't metaverse under the definitions I heard last night. Well, it's meta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's meta. They did have some concrete examples of like simulating warehouses and robots doing stock picking and optimizing that on the fly, you know, and being able to run through millions of permutations of that virtually in the metaverse. And that's kind of cool.
2: Well that pretty um, much just sounds like rebranding, modeling and simulation is surprise now it's metaverse. And and gaming.
0: Gaming's in there too. Yes. Yes. And I don't know where the bandwidth is going to come for all this.
2: So here's a question. What's the point of metaverse? Why do we, why do we want it? Because we're in there anyway.
1: (laughs) And because it keeps us home.
0: (laughs) uh, Yeah. And you can, you can make a case for it when it comes to virtually training AI models, like the warehouse example. I can see that. That's kind of cool. But they were making it sound like we're going to be living in the metaverse, a la the matrix.
2: Yeah. Not a fan of that.
0: I don't quite see that. A bit of an overreach. Okay, Jesse. So you were starting to stutter something.
2: Yeah. What I was going to say is what you just said about overreach is essentially how I feel about the entire idea of the metaverse right now. Is grouping all of these different things, you know, whether that's gaming or modeling and simulation, all into this new umbrella, and that is pretty much to me the definition of overreach. It's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I yeah yeah I'd agree with that, and I think Sheehy, you had a comment in the pre-call that it seems like everything else is going to be a subset of Nvidia's
1: Omniverse. Well, I think that one way that I saw it described was that Omniverse was the infrastructure for whatever metaverse you are building as a mer- as a metaverse branded wannabe. Does that include metaverse? That includes, <laughs> that includes various metaverses. <laughs> that's the, the, that, so the I think there part. is definitely one way to look at it is that, is that, hey, let's say we are going to build a company to go into metaverse because that's like what the cool kids do now. How are we going to do that? Well, building it on top of NVIDIA's uh, Omniverse seems like a really good idea because they've done a lot of the uh, infrastructure from hardware, software, environment, platform, and that's uh, quite interesting. Now, I think people like you know Facebook slash Meta are probably big enough to do their own, like they've done, like they've done. And of course, they were oh, also featured as a new AMD win at the at yeah. that level, as was Microsoft as well. Well, Microsoft actually seemed like it has the early yeah they do early configurations, and their benchmarks looked you know pretty awesome as well.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a pre briefing from them too, and they are loaded for bear. Yeah. 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 In this. The thing I didn't understand about Omniverse is what the hell is it gonna run on? Big cloud? Is it gonna run on the Matrix? Is it what's it gonna run on?
1: Well, I think the whole infrastructure for everybody is morphing into the whole edge to core to cloud such that Stuff will run everywhere, depending on what you want and what the latency is and what the size of the data is and where it's supposed to run. So part of it will run on your phone or whatever you know screen you're coming through. Part of it is probably in the CDN networks and the base station and somewhat back in the cloud. But I think to Jesse's point, right now, Metaverse to me is highly aspirational. Oh, yeah. That there are slivers of a market that are a real market. Gaming is like that. Of course, when you're in a game, you are immersed into that world. So you could argue that's metaverse, but but we I already think, got that. Yeah, yeah, but in terms and of like a honest, second life, where
2: I'll say to be honest, I'm not entirely sold on the whole concept of metaverse because if you say immersive gaming, why not just say augmented reality? If you say training for warehouses with models and simulation, why don't you just say models and simulation? Yeah, and I that's think that's why
1: I'm generously calling it aspirational. Yeah. 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 It's not there yet. And the use cases need to show up. You know, we're not close to a point where you might want to just, you know, do your banking and grocery shopping in the metaverse.
0: No. I'm pretty happy with the internet right now. I'm not sure I could take another revolution. And some people think internet itself is a bit of a fad. <laughs> <laughs> My ancestors who said that fire was a fad and it would pass. We don't need fire now. But you know what, What getting back to what's near and dear to my heart, the hardware and stuff, this AMD gambit really shows the advantage of owning both a CPU and a
1: GPU, because you can make them play beautiful music together. They've just done it. They've, they've executed. I mean, imagine three, four years ago when AMD started on this journey, where they were and where they are now. It's yeah. just absolutely incredible execution.
0: They AMD put together a chart and you know it, it wasn't oh, that's savage. <laughs> that's,
1: that The one? savage
0: the savage <laughs> chart.
1: That's like really nice.
0: <laughs> that shows that it shows NVIDIA's K eighty, P one hundred, V one hundred, A one hundred with a three point seven X increase in performance in seven years then they superimpose on top of that (laughs) (laughs) 4.9X. I mean, the title of it is The Power of Instinct MI200. It should just be in your face. That should be the title of that slide. (laughs) (laughs) That's brutal. And it wasn't a coincidence that they announced
1: this the same day as the GTC China keynote, Asia keynote probably not and and of course the whole thing both of them are like a week before sc yeah Um, so that's also not not coincidental no i think it's become norm to do this a week before so you can get some attention before the show even starts so yeah it was nice touch competitively you know it's irresistible to make points like that
0: yeah I think right now where we're at is that the advanced acceleration wars have begun. We have (laughs) let slip those dogs of war. And the next player to weigh in should be Intel with Ponte Vecchio.
1: Ponte Vecchio. Now, they did do Alder Lake, which is a nice chip. Yeah. And their big cores and small cores is also a very nice idea. They've got very good packaging. And frankly, I think this AMD announcement benefits... Intel because it reinforces the strength of x86. True. And it counters Nvidia and ARM in a very good way. So the whole thing is becoming a lot more interesting suddenly.
0: Yes it is. I love a good processor war. And I think that, again the next move is Intel's we need to hear some more details about Ponte Vecchio and see if they have the performance and the cache coherency and stuff Intel when they're awake. They're pretty
1: damn innovative. Oh man, yes, you can't underestimate anybody here, but uh, certainly not Intel. And of course, they had Cyperel in Europe sign up to Ponte Vecchio.
0: Oh, did they? Is that yeah. done? That's a done that's,
1: deal. Th- that's a done deal. Yeah, and uh, and that's also quite interesting.
0: Did was there a time frame on that?
1: I do not recall. I believe so because I think Cyperl itself is like looking at, if I'm not mistaken, like next year. Okay,
0: so if I were Intel, what would I do? I would announce this right before the GTC in March, <laughs> in the morning right. or late afternoon, just before the keynote of Jensen. That would seem to be their move. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna play this game, let's play the game.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Closing comments. I mean, we're on the cusp of something you haven't seen before, Jesse. A good old fashioned processor war. I'm yeah, excited. it's been a while. And
2: anyone that gonna go up and, and beat at and or beat at NVIDIA, I'm happy for. I have no real good reason to dislike NVIDIA except for the fact that I do, just as a personal note, and I love to see people that are <laughs> i just do that's the one good comment about me maybe that tells me more about my personality but it's something about like everybody seems like an underdog to nvidia and nvidia's like "Mm, sorry you're not as cool as us and that therefore by default makes me dislike them Uh, but you were
0: but you were just at junior high when nvidia was an was not even a thought in data center when nvidia i mean they they were very spunky in the early days, like they 2008, 2009, up until they became dominant. I mean, they were very spunky and, and fun to be around.
2: What is just permeated in my mind permanently with, when I think, of NVIDIA is the SC-2019 walking into the exhibit floor and their like floor-to-ceiling wall that they had put up to project stuff on where you couldn't see any of the other exhibitors. And that or was my second time. Bars. Yeah, exactly. And that was my second time at SC. I just remember looking at it going like, wow, that's it was rude.
0: A, it was a <laughs> booth with so much electricity flowing through it and so much size. It had its own gravitational field.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, my that, watch, and the, my the watch colors would run are backwards. just reminding I me can't. of a supervillain.
0: Yeah. My so. watch would run backwards when I came close to it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, and the thing is, it's, I mean, Darth Vader was a pretty good guy before all that
1: stuff happened to
2: him. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs>
1: well, we are in a period where everybody in the CPU world is getting a bit of a dose of humility. And that's good for everybody.
0: Yes. And I hope that this will be followed up with uh, Benchmark Wars. I want to see those. They must I be coming. I want to see the benchmark battles. They've oh, got to be a- coming. AI
1: benchmarks are coming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that will be very cool. This is going to be fun for you to watch, Jesse, and learn about.
2: I'm excited. Spill the blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and again, another glimpse into Jesse's personality.
2: <laughs> I know, our poor listeners.
0: I'm thinking more along the lines of the people that have to deal with you day in, day out.
2: <laughs> True. Uh, that's Condolences be can be sent via email.
0: Yes. Yes. On that note, let's go ahead and call it an episode of Radio Free HPC. We look forward to your feedback and comments. We look forward to having Henry back when he comes off of his ultra-crucial assignment. And we will see you again next Radio Free HPC. Bye-bye. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. Reach out to us on email at podcast at Radio Free HPC or via Twitter at Radio Free HPC. As a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology.
2: Thanks again for listening.